Hey, welcome to the podcast. We're at Eight Flags Lodge in Cedar, Texas. This is the most folks we've had on this podcast ever. Probably, I don't think we could put any more on here. I've got all the feeds filled up. Really glad to, to, to be here and in good company. We've had a great trip so far. Enjoyed a uh, exciting boat ride this morning with Captain Kevin Matula. He put us on some monster waves and some <laughs> 30 mile an hour uh, wind-driven rains, and actually managed to a bite. And John got a John got a, a few a few fish. I won three to two to zero zero. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well let's circle, circle the room with some introductions before we get started uh, with this this week's episode. Um, you got Shane and John. No introductions needed there. Um, Kevin, why don't you kick us off with who you are and what you do here for Bay Flats? Uh, I'm Captain Kevin Matula, and I've been working here at the lodge for about a year and a half. Running, running trips, fishing, hunting, just, just you do, you fishing, do it all, I'm mostly not, fishing. I'm not, I'm not the duck hunter that some of these guys are. I'm better at fishing than duck hunting. And what did you tell me this when I asked you how many, you know, when you're when you're busy and you guys in the summertime, you're running 20 to 20, 20 plus trips a, a month. A month. You're staying busy. Well, thank you for keeping us safe. Like I said, got going to get us home safe to our families. We appreciate it. That was some pretty gnarly stuff that we got trapped in this morning. So, yeah, <coughs> appreciate that. No problem. <laughs> All right, TJ. Uh, my name is TJ Christensen. I'm the oper- operations manager here at the lodge. I uh, keep up with the day-to-day stuff, try to keep the place running. There's a lot of people coming in and out, so it's it's we we you know here at the lodge we have so many people coming and going. We do a lot of corporate events, so the operations is a big key to keeping it all going. You do some of them. You do like. Changing filters, doing any of the maintenance. You got guys that. Uh, actually, we have a maintenance guy here, uh, but there's times whenever, <laughs> whenever you know, something awesome. breaks at the last minute and you got to go fix it. Uh, it just varies. It goes from booking trips to meeting customers to greeting them to getting them to their rooms to booking the fishing guides, keeping up with everybody. There's a lot, lot to it. So you're you're holding the, you're the master puppeteer, just kind of holding the. Moving the strings, making everything move the right in the right direction. Uh, we try to try to we try to do that all the time. But Chris, I'm Captain Chris Martin, the owner of Bay Flats Lodge, and uh, being a leader and a manager is not easy. Anyone that tells you owning your own business is would be their dream, I'd like to have them come walk in my shoes for not even a a day, two hours. They're so so many moving pieces to this business from what we're doing right here about conservation habitat to taking care of families small groups bachelor parties corporate we are the largest destination for the fishing and hunting lodge on the gulf coast of the united states in my opinion and staying at the top is a lot harder than getting to the top and so my goal today is to introduce new people and familiar faces to our services and what we want to do about giving back to CCA, Texas, and also working with the, the Habitat. Can you say that one more time? I've said it. Building Conservation Trust. Yeah. I've only written it about 15 times on social media today uh, on yesterday's podcast, which, by the way, thank you all for taking the time out of your busy schedule schedules to come visit with us because... You know, again, not everybody knows who we are. And and that's that's always been that magical question. How how do we 
um, how, do, how do people trust us? And one thing we want to do is to get, let people get to know us better about giving back. We have a free resource out here. And everybody buys a fishing license or a hunting license. But the, what, they, what they fail to see and remember is our family, our, our fathers and mothers left us, got us into fishing when I was just a little kid. And over time, we've seen some struggles in this bay. And in the last three years, we've seen that pendulum completely go the opposite way to where now we're having the most epic fishing in, in estuary I've ever experienced since I've been fishing in my whole life. And so anything we can do to uh, encompass that and to wrap our arms around making the habitat and, and better, I'm all for it. And I'm willing to spend money and not only spend money, but put my actions to work. You know, it's easy to say, hey, I can, do, I, can, I can write you a check. But it's harder to go do the work. And that's what we want to do. We want to roll our sleeves up and get dirty with y'all. Yeah. Well, you've, you've, you've done it before. You've done it with Parks and Wildlife. Um, right on. Helping out with the hatchery program, getting bird stock to the hatcheries for the Middle Coast. So you've, you've had that, you have that history and that, you know, that goodwill. You've, you've extended to the resource. And people have seen that. And I think this is what we're going to talk about today is a great opportunity to, to continue that. So how do you quantify, uh, you mentioned that in your mind you are the the largest do you look at that from like occupancy or just yeah you know, they, how busy that you guys stay year-round is well hotel I mean, taxes occupancy um, and just the sheer number of employees and guides and, and talking you know we're friends with a lot of other lodges mm -hmm. um, from Louisiana to Florida to Texas and you know this this couldn't be accomplished without every one of these people in this room and everyone at the lodge all the guides and we have the wherewithal. Like I said, it's harder to stay at the top than get to the top. And it's not always about who has the most customers or who does it best. I just know this. I came from corporate America, and I've been browbeated about customer service. So, um, of course, my dad beat me up a couple of times, too, about that <laughs> over the years. <laughs> so we, we had a, a family tire business, and um, I learned very early that you have about three seconds to make a good impression in front of a person. And so I've, ins I've instilled that, and you can walk around with me in about, in about 30 seconds. Both of these guys on each side, I can tell you that I'm always looking for an opportunity. I look at, er I turn every rock over. How can we be better? How can our guides have better boats? How can we give that customer or that guest that extra added value experience for the same price? Randy? I'm Randy Brown. I'm the new guy here. I've been here about eight or nine months. Um, I work uh, in the office. I'm one of the managers. I, um, I interface with customers. I do some of our technical writing, help with social media, uh, help with uh, getting boats out and getting boats back. I felt like a mother hen this morning with y'all out on the water. <laughs> Kept looking out the window. But please get those guys home. I don't think we ever got a call from the hen house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The lightning was pretty bad, by the way. Um, we were definitely worried about you. Yeah, we laid the rods down. And you guys are pretty salty. Yeah. Y'all have been around for a long time. <laughs> I, I was laughing, not now. Not vocally laughing, but internally, it's like the lightning would strike, and then the thunder. You hear the thunder, and then everybody cowers. I was like, if you can hear the thunder, you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't hear the thunder, then then you got problems. But it was pretty intimidating having it crack right over your head. And that's what we deal with every day, Shane. It is. We have 
I said all the time, we have so many balls coming at us. You just got to be, you got to be on roller skates yeah. to avoid hitting them. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts to this kind of operation. Yeah. You know, you've yeah. spoken to it from the maintenance to the booking. To and the one really quick interjection I want to talk about is my wife, Deb. If it wasn't for us, we wouldn't be sitting in this building right here. I'll tell you that right now. That's TJ. TJ's my stepson. So his mother, um, you talk about Mother Hen, <laughs> she keeps all of us straight. And, and it keeps me really straight. And so uh, she's not at the lodge every day. But, you know, yesterday when you all pulled up, she was over there pulling weeds in the, in the flower garden. And she, she just loves – anyways, I want to make sure I give her some props. Yeah. So when she hears this – Well done. I can check that off of this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Sean. Well, in the future, Chris, uh, rather than saying Building Conservation Trust, make it easy, CCA's Habitat Program. Okay. So, my name's Sean Stone. Um, I'm the Executive Director of CCA's National Habitat Program, the Building Conservation Trust. Um, I've been involved in the habitat conservation arena for just under 20 years and um, have been doing some fish habitat conservation work for about three years. So really excited about our habitat program and teaming up with CCA Texas as well as uh, all our other CCA states. But uh, we have a thriving program that's, that's grown uh, almost tenfold since, I, since we kicked it off and uh, looking forward to continuing because without partnerships like Bayflats Lodge, uh, we don't survive. We, everything we do is in and around partnerships. And going off and talking about a venture that we've been discussing for the last couple of days here around the lodge, uh, it's got me really excited, it's got my team really excited, and uh, we look forward to making something work and enhancing this fishery even more than what it already is. So run through, Sean, run through how, how your team uh, gets funds and follows a habitat project through from initial funding you know, through to c completion, and then we can roll into you know what you guys have been talking about with Bay Flats and that initiative. Awesome. I'll start. Uh, you know, I'll start by saying CCA has been around for 41 plus years, and uh, CCA was created on a advocacy policy platform uh, 41 years ago, and they then rolled into what I would refer to as a grassroots system with a banquet system that uh, created our membership base to give us our constituents, so it helps our advocacy work when when necessary. And in this industry, most organizations like ours has it, I call it the three-legged stool. You have the advocacy policy, and you have the event system, and then you have a major gift development program. So the Habitat program, you can't do Habitat without money. Everybody knows it costs a lot of money to do Habitat. So what we've done with Building Conservation Trust is, is create a major gift development program. And, you know, we're proud to say that, you know, we can, we can advertise that we, we operate at about an 85% efficiency. So 85 cents of every dollar that we raise uh, through BCT go, goes into the water in some capacity. And uh, if you compare that to a, a lot of other 501c3s, I think you'll, you'll be really be impressed by that. But the way that we raise funds is three different components. Um, private foundations where we will you know we will provide a proposal a solicitation proposal um, somewhere you know regionally specific on the Gulf Coast uh, primarily Texas foundations and I'm gonna stick to Texas you can ask me national questions after that but um, so foundations is one arena corporations is the second uh, we work through corporations in various ways through different business units uh, to where their operations are with you know oil and gas being so dominant on the Texas Gulf Coast we're very involved in the uh, oil and gas and energy sector um, and then third is individuals and you know individuals can give in various ways they obviously can just cut us a check uh, they can make a pledge for whatever that amount is over an extended period of time um, to you know another one that a lot of people forget but we're, we've just kicked off in the last year our planned giving program which is a huge program and, and if you look a lot of um, you know educational institutions that's that's a big part of their major gift development program and you know we all talk about the future and we all talk about our kids and we want this fishery to remain the same well a planned giving program uh, primarily targets that because it's not it's money you don't get today it's money you get at a later date so 
you know, we have uh, Kim Felipe, which unfortunately uh, was not being able to be on our call today, but uh, or on our podcast today. She is truly my right hand. She is the director of communications is her title. She does so much more than that, um, as I'm sure all of you have staff members the same. And um, she's just she's does phenomenal work. She manages our web web page. She does all our videography. Um, she's worked with Blaha for for years. Uh, they've got a great relationship. Um, and then we have a fundraiser on the East Coast, uh, speaking from a national perspective, who he is nothing but, his name's Will Johnson. Will Johnson does nothing but major gift development fundraising. He has nothing to do with Habitat. Uh, when it comes to the Habitat projects, uh, here in Texas, I work directly with the director of Habitat for Texas, and that's John Blaha. We, him and I work hand in hand to go through a project process. We, we look at the projects. Uh, we compile them. I think we looked at 40 plus projects for 2018. We look at those projects and we look at the priorities to make sure they fit the five key objectives of building conservation trust. So those five key objectives, all of our projects hit these five key objectives. It's re restore degraded habitats, create new habitats, advance the sci science of habitat restoration, foster habitat stewardship, and one of the biggest is educate coastal communities of what, when, and why we're doing it. Um, very important, but we will take these projects, we'll put them all up against these five key objectives. We will also look at where our member base has a big presence. Um, we will try to diversify the projects from whether that be sinking boats, uh, working with oysters, shoreline restoration, reef pyramids, reef balls, and, and something we've jumped off into in the last two years, which has been really exciting, is hiring people to do the baseline science of these projects. So the baseline science, you know, Dr. Greg Stuns is doing a study for us right now in Port O'Connor um, on the 500 pyramids we sunk last year. And the baseline science is, you know, what did that look like before the pyramids hit the bottom? What did it look like two weeks after the pyramids hit the bottom? So on and so forth. Um, what am I leaving out? Well, obviously, just and for, for what Stunts is doing, you're speaking in terms of what did the fishery look like, correct? You know, what? Exactly. Exactly. Diversity, density of fishes that were there before. Based and then on the put the reef in, how many came in? Right, and uh, you know, based on all the profiles and the depths, because we went different depths. Um, and his team, this is we we jumped off in a five-year science project with him to really understand what cinder blocks, limestone, pyramids, what all that looks like in different places. So you got a, you, you secured funding for a project. You. It met your five key objectives. You know where you wanted to put it because it's important to your membership. Then what? Where does BCT fit in at that point in time? As far as like project management? Correct. Project management. We work directly. Every project we do is in partnership with Texas Parks and Wildlife because they are they are holding the permit of where we're doing the project. Um, we will. We have a master service agreement within our organization, so we can work directly with our contractors, our barge operators, our crane operators, um, whatever that looks like. And so between John and I, we'll manage it from that perspective. Uh, until deployment and you know every project's different we have a lot of volunteer projects we do a lot of grass planting um, we do a lot of oyster work that it, it requires some volunteers with dr. Jenny Pollock um, so I mean we manage the project to deployment I guess is what what I'm trying to say you're doing the scheduling of the deployment we, we do the scheduling if it's in our hands because we work directly with the operators um, that's new to us it's just come on in about the last 18 months uh, where Texas Parks and Wildlife managed the projects for for a really long time and Due to some of their bureaucracy throughout the department, um, it was slowing some of the process. So John and I were able to work with you know, our general counsel and develop a program that will allow us to deploy more material at a more frequent rate. And to go back, you know, and I didn't finish about our, our Texas project. So we, we looked at over 40 projects this year. Um, and I think we, how many did we hone in on? Eight, nine? Yeah, we narrowed it down to nine projects that are everywhere from Sabine 
all the way down to the Rio Grande Valley. And it's everything from nearshore reefing to oyster restoration to marsh grass planting uh, to shoreline protection. And we've got, we, uh, we've got another science project uh, in there as well. And uh, it's going to focus on the succulent reefs, the worm reefs in Baffin Bay and, and the importance uh, they are to the, to the fishery and the surrounding ecosystem. So uh, it's a wide variety. And, you know, like Sean said, after we narrow these down, we go to our Texas Habit, Habitat Committee and we've got some guys on there, varied backgrounds, and, and uh, you know, make sure we don't miss something that maybe we're overlooking. Or, and, uh, and this is probably the smoothest meeting we've had this year. And, uh, everybody embraced it, and we're moving forward. So one, one other thing Sean didn't mention was we, uh, we look at all these projects. We've got this big list of projects, but we truly try to focus on projects other than five key objectives. We focus on projects that we know can go in the water and be completed in this current year. So, And we set this project uh, plan in place in February, and hopefully by the end of December, we're 100% complete now. I'm not going to tell you we're going to get 100% complete every year, but we're going to be real close. Just as you guys, we have to deal with Mother Nature too. So <laughs> it's hard for those rocks to go down when the wind's blowing 30. But uh, yeah. yeah, and on those projects, you know, John's exactly right. It, it's, it's important. It was very important to us when we started this process that we want our member base, you know, the people that are very important to us that allow us to operate to see these projects go down every year. They, you know, they don't want to see a project. They don't want to hear about a project today that's going to go down in 2021. They want to see the projects that are going down in 2018. And so they can they can text us. They can get on social media and find the coordinates, and they can they can go fish. And you know, our mission statement is directed to the recreational anglers. So that's very important to us. So one of the biggest things about these projects, um, you know, I guess one of the cool factors, if you will, is we're investing uh, the habitat program in CCA Texas. We're investing 895,000 in just marine habitat for 2018 only. Um, and if you look at uh, all of our partners in that match, that's going to equate to about $3.6 million in marine habitat for 2018. Wow. That's great. So. And John, roughly since the habitat program for Texas began, how much uh, money have we put into habitat since, I guess, it was it late 2000s? And it was November 2009 when the Habitat program was, I'm saying, giving it seed money from our executive board, and we moved forward. But since that time, so I'll say two, first of 2010 to now, uh, we've contributed over six and a half million dollars to Habitat work up and down the entire Texas coast. And uh, I said, I mean, that's nearshore reefing, oyster reefing, uh, marsh grass plantings, shoreline protection projects, science, cedar bio was, a, you know, that was a big, big part of it. Uh, and obviously has a direct impact on this uh, area we're in today. And uh, the, you know, Robbie Byers, our executive director, and we, we talk about it all the time is when you look at our membership, uh, since that time our membership has just gone from upper 40,000s to, you know, it's hitting 70,000 and it drops back down. It just kind of, it kind of fluctuates, but we're up in that 68 to 70, 72,000 uh, members and it fluctuates right in there. Uh, without the habitat uh, portion in this equation, I don't think we. It would have been very difficult to to get there. I feel like. Yeah, it, we've definitely we've definitely proven that uh, you know build it and they will come. It works works for you. Uh, one more thing I wanted to, to reference. You know, it, it's all a team effort. You know, you heard me talk about when we, when we when I started about partnerships and how important partnerships are. You know, our member base is very important to us, and, and you know, and that's why we want to make sure that they know this this work is going into the water. But uh, another fundraising tool was. Uh, Longtime CCA volunteer, good friends with the Port Authority over in Sabine, 
introduces Blaha and I to, to the guy who runs the Port Authority in Sabine. And he said, you know what? There's no reason we couldn't get every corporation that's over here in one room so we can tell them the economic impact and we can tell them how important that this reef is to this area and to this community. So last week, um, we made a, a mass solicitation to this group. Um, I guess we, we tried to guilt them a little bit, but uh, <laughs> we made a mass solicitation and, and we put up 100,000 to anyone else who would put up 100,000. So we have 10 solicitations out right now uh, to the tune of $100,000 that we need to follow up on. But just another creative way, we couldn't have done that without our longtime volunteer, Will Olmstead. We couldn't have done it without the, the Port Authority and Sabine. And we couldn't have done it without the Chamber of Commerce and everything else. Yeah. So. Well, John, John mentioned one of, the, one of the big ones, projects down here that was, was Cedar Bayou, and we talked about Cedar Bayou on the podcast, and I think, Chris, you, you listened to it or, or heard about oh, it, yeah. and I can't remember how, did he contact, contacted John maybe, or I don't uh, know how word got around to us that, that, that anyways, we started talking about it, and, but that, that got you thinking, hey, I want to, I've seen what Cedar Bayou has done for our fishery, in addition to, we got a lot of fresh water that helped as well, but having that pass that fish pass open has made an impact i mean dr stunts even proved it in some of his research that he's done but that certainly um piqued your interest and so now we have a potential partnership or initiative between bct and bay flats lodge so i'm not sure who wants to discuss that but well, sean, well, before, and sean and chris before we do i just want to elaborate um where we were and, and how far we've come sure. as far as how good the fishing has gotten has, has been. Go for it. And what I'm getting at is TJ can tell you it's five, four or five years ago when customers walked in, they could read our face and I could read their face on how, how the fishing was not as good as it used to be at Bay Flats Lodge or San Antonio Bay, Espirito Santo, the Back Lakes. The message was getting out that we were in a drought. Um, Mother Nature was winning. Um, and then immediately when Cedar Bayou opened, it was a it was a shot in our in everybody's arm. Uh, I'm telling you, in one week, we saw a complete 360 degree turnaround on everybody's faces. Our customers could see it. We could see it. And it's not all about how many fish it was. It's just think of the attitude of having that Gulf water coming in, the water flow, if you will, um, and the posture everybody was taking about what was happening and and how it happened. Uh, it it just it lends credibility to everything you guys are doing and, and why we need more of it. Because if we can continue that, one of y'all just said earlier about the economy, uh, Sea Drift is, is a small town. Um, and the surrounding towns, the recreation, recreational fishermen, I mean, they, they can tell you stories back when the days were great. And we all had those days too. And um, I just want to say that what I'd like to be able to do, and this is why, why I wanted it, get involved after watching that CCA, the, the, the Cedar Bayou video, and immediately contacted John was, um, I think our customers would want to get involved in this. Our guests, our corporate guests. I don't see why not they wouldn't want to jump in on board and get in, in the boat with us because the more successful we are, the more success they're gonna have with, with fishing. So, yeah. you know, if there's a way that we can get them involved and, and I've got my mind, my mind's always turning, how can we, hey, let's ask. Let's ask for some help. We can't do it all by ourselves. It's all—it's a team effort, and and I know a lot of corporations that would love to be able to help us. And the reason I say this, we started a Bay Flats Family Emergency Fund after <coughs> Hurricane Harvey hit us, and it opened all our eyes. And uh, we got a ten thousand dollar grant 
that we didn't have to pay back. I opened a separate checking account for our employees and guides, and I had a customer walk in from a roofing company with a $3,000 check says, y'all need this more than we do. And if that doesn't put tears in your eyes, I, yeah. I can't help you. And so I know a lot of our guests are like family, and they'd be willing to help. And, and you know, we might have a matching fund deal. I, you know, we're still in the fledgingly, I guess you call it the fledging stage of this, this program, but I would love the opportunity to speak more about it now and, and, and what you guys can offer us. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, first of all, thank you and um, for the support and the, the gracious idea. You know, we actually the meeting after this is for <laughs> determining all the change. Thanks, thanks for putting us on, on the spot. The scoop. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think we share some like-minded ideas, and you know, just for the branding purpose of CCA's Habitat program to be involved with with Bay Flats and your clientele is you know something we're very interested in too that we think will become very fruitful. Um, I know we sat around last night and, and talked a little bit at dinner, but you know, one of the hardest things about doing conservation habitat work is the education aspect of the people utilizing the resource. Most of them just don't get it. They just don't get it. You know, us who buy a hunting and fishing license on July 1st as soon as we can, we do get it. We, we know how it works and we know the system, but most don't. So I just think that through the ideas that we're throwing around now, A, we're going to better educate the people that are taking from the resource. Um, you know, B, you're right. You know, a lot of these corporates and their philanthropic giving, is, it, it's a pretty simple ask. And, you know, we're not asking, you know, we're not going to shoot the moon on these, but they add up. Absolutely. And, and, and then the coolest thing about this is, you know, we're talking again in the preliminary stages, but this money that we raise out of Bay Flats Lodge is going to stay right here in this backyard. It's going to stay in this fishery. Uh, we're going to raise it through a little initiative. Uh, we're going to talk about the geographics again in our next meeting, but what those geographics look like. But it will be, that money will be put into one bucket. I hate to use that word, but be put <laughs> we don't want to talk about buckets. We don't want to talk about buckets, that's right. Because <laughs> there's, there's a couple buckets I'm not happy with. Yeah. But, uh, so, and then John and I will, I mean, we will contact the state and we will find out everything, every open permit we can in the area. And we'll start prioritizing those projects with our partners. So cool. that's, that's all we can ask for at, at this point. And, um, you know, it's TJ and I go way back from when we used to go fishing and um, just the seagrass has it started coming back and we've seen that with cedar bayou being open and, and you know i'm not i'm so far away from being science minded and need a lot more education and that's and i want to learn more i'm like a big sponge and just want to soak it up so i can educate our guests and customers um through social media but but also through our website and um and ask them just ask them ask them for help and that's what we're going to do is is because the, the more we can give them a better opportunity to catch fish you know they're going to have that smile I was telling you about. It's going to come back on their face. But there for a couple of years, DJ, wasn't it? It was, it was strange. Yeah, it was a little bit different. But, you know, I've had countless numbers of uh, customers come to me and say, I read an article about Cedar Bayou. Where's that at? You know, they, they, they don't even know where it's at, but they read an article that, it, that all the projects were going on, and they, they would come to us and be like, you know, I never even heard of that. And you go and tell them and explain to them and how it helps the resources and, they, they, they all talk about it then and even on the boats the guides are talking to them about it and it's there's a lot more than just that but it, it's changed the fishing a bunch in the past in the past three years well just, it goes it, you know that leads to the educational component right yeah. I and mean, telling them why it's changed and you know if you've never seen the video that dr greg stunts did i believe it's still on their website and the, and the study i mean it's just just taking the fun facts out of that science project and sharing that with people is the educational component that that i'm looking for through this partnership because then it's going to open their eyes in other places yeah 
you know, I mean, because I'm sure they do corporate events on the Louisiana Gulf Coast, and, you know, we don't want them taking our idea, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think the uh, the concept of keeping it local and keeping it here to benefit this specific fishery certainly will lend itself to folks wanting to uh, get involved and do whatever is necessary, whatever you guys determine this afternoon and down the line, whatever that looks like. Um, how would you? Chris and Randy, TJ, how would you guys kind of communicate that? How do you foresee yourselves communicating this initiative to the membership? Would, there, would it just be, just be part of the dialogue you have with your guests or mm. potential you know, handouts, flyers? You know, what, I think all above, you, really. I mean, it, it's a, I, I like to use the word guerrilla marketing. I mean, we're, we're going to go after it and wrap our arms around it and try I mean, this is going to be part of our HQS 2018 high quality services. This fits right into our goals for 2018, our mission statements. And Randy can tell you, I mean, he's a great writer. He, he had, I don't know if you know this, he was, he was a pastor for 30 years. So he, he can, he can tell some great homilies. So we'll get him, we'll collaborate. It's going to take all of us. And uh, there's customers, you know, we'll be able to make a phone call. We Chris, need some help. Chris is really, when he talks about marketing, Chris is really good at it. And y'all have been around the lodge. You see video running. Uh, we do have uh, handouts in the rooms, and in every one of the rooms. Our guides are probably the point because they do talk. They spend a whole day on that boat with people. And so they're a great resource. Uh, it is, um, it's going to be on our social media uh, everywhere. If, all you got to do is look today. Uh, and, it's going to come from a lot of directions. And, and you know, TJ and I do some cross training, and for him to, to get to where, you know, my vision is of the lodge, we've been out of the country looking at other lodges. And, and we've learned some things, uh, especially in Argentina, that were mind-blowing. All they did was ask on a piece of paper on your pillow bed, and we came back and incorporated that. Ask, and, like, how can we improve your service? Or Well, it was, hey, you know, our staff – a little bit about the gratuities, how because people are uneducated on how to how to tip or how to where should it go, who who should be tipped, and so the guy wrote a handwritten letter and laid it on our pillow. This is my, uh, you know, recommendation. is is discretionary, but I think I think working with with Sean and what I've learned so far with him and his team, uh, this is going to be a win-win deal, and it's going to be easy. Um, and and all we got to do is that three-letter word is ask. I think you're, you're dead on, Chris. Uh, all you got to do is ask. And y'all guys are on the front line, and I think it's important for us to continue, continue building partnerships like this throughout, you know, for, from the BC BCT standpoint, you know, throughout, throughout all the Gulf and, you know, east and west coast states as they, as they continue to grow. Y'all guys are the front line. Y'all guys are the ones that are educating these recreational anglers on a daily basis. And... It's, I feel like it's really important to, you know, educate them about the the need for conservation of the, you know the habitat, the resources, the fishery, and, and all parts of it. Let's be honest. If we don't take care of it, it's, it's not going to be there in the future. That's right. I think it's kind of like you said last night. You know, I could be planning weddings out here next week. So <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think that's where anybody wants to anybody wants to go. So you know, John, real quickly, these guides are a huge ambassador. Your, our guides are walking billboards for our company for Bayflat, the brand. And what I've seen in the last six years, I'm so proud of, and that's the guides will say, hey, you know, Mr. Johnson caught a 25, 26-inch trout, and he had no problem letting it go. 
and releasing it back. Now, where does that come from? That comes from the guides. Yep. The customers put them up on a pedestal because, and they, and they get so many requests and referrals, it's unimaginable how many times a customer will call back. We get so much repeat business. Hey, I, I want to go back and, um, you know, Matula's my man. And, you know, he throws a lot of artificial. And this, I came up a long time ago. I didn't probably coin the phrase, but CPR, catch, photo, and release, has become almost a cult around here. These guys get it. And, and, and that's what's so cool. If we could do that with this, now we just take one extra step forward and do it with the habitat. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna take you to the reef that we built. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the <laughs> reef. That's it, the baseline <laughs> reef. Well, and to add to that, you know, I think what would be cool is, you know, once we – once we determine what all this looks like and the type of projects we really want to go after in the first couple of years is we, you know, if there's a time that all the guides are together that, you know, we come in and do the science and the project and let them ask questions. I mean, all these guides are very educated at where the fish are and why they're there. So, you know, now it's us bringing in the material and explaining how this material might work because it's less expensive type thing. So that might be a nice You, you know, what, what we, our goal was too is to um, invest into our team and get them involved and, and Kevin can tell you I'd like to hear from Kevin about this the meetings we've been having the PowerPoint presentations that we've been given to the guys and, and getting them part of something making them feel important is Kevin what's your opinion about that uh, HQS uh, meetings yeah and, and how'd you feel coming out of that meeting about what we're doing and how I mean you know I, I know we don't want to put you on the spot but do you feel better about working here and, and what we're doing in the future yeah I think it's helpful because Rather than just showing up every morning, taking people out, coming back, we got your vision, yours and TJ's and Randy's vision of the lodge now. So it does help because you you get to uh, get to look ahead like you're looking ahead, see what you want to accomplish with the customers, and repeat people, repeat customers. Right. But yeah, I, I think it was helpful. Good. And we saw the same type of thing when I was working at the hatchery. People would be told to do something. Like, okay, boss, I'll go do it. They have no idea why they're doing it and exactly. what the purpose of that is and how important that is to this facility. I use this I use this phrase a lot, especially with uh, new people that come to the lodge to work. Um, you know, I was never really a good bowler, and especially if you cover the pins up, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna I'm gonna gutter every time. So we need to show the pins, and we're gonna show these pins to our guests. And the pins are what you're gonna do, the the reefs, the artificial, you know, uh, giving back and how we can do these projects. We've got to uncover the pins, and so they don't, you know, they draw, we want to strike. I don't want to gutter. Right. And so, you know, un uncover the pins, let them bowl. Hopefully we'll all hit a 300. <laughs> well, it's like uh, Chris told me a while back, which I didn't think it was a big deal, but it actually turned out, works for me, it's better for me, like coming up, greeting the customers in the morning, talking to them. And it's actually, I never thought about it before, but actually helping me out. Because you get to know them before they get on the boat. And now you, you can talk about what we're going to do. Gives you, it gives you, you bring it up to them because a lot of them, they don't, they'll ask about Cedar Bayou or they'll ask about the hurricane and all the water. And I explain to them, well, it's actually good to have a flood, flush it out. It'll make fishing better in the future. Well, it, when you tell them that, they kind of perk up. Like, well, I didn't know that. It's probably Absolutely. the same thing uh, we do the habitat with y'all. I think it's going to work out. Yeah. Good. That's good to hear. Yeah. I mean, the guides, you, you, you've said it over and over, but the, the guides are the resource. I mean, they are, they are the ones who spend the time. And, and it's funny because, you know, obviously been around a long time. I think you called it, called it salty. Um, <laughs> I've fished with my share of guides, and uh, there's bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or yes, not, there are bad ones. Yeah. Not here. 
No. <laughs> Our expectations are really high, and this gives us a clear vision of where we need to be to give back to this to this habitat and to this resource. Um, and, and it's about conservation, and you know, we're going to get the guides more involved. I can see, you know, Kevin's going to go back. And everybody's going to ask them, hey, we saw you. Matter of fact, i got to get your picture before you leave holding that mic, so don't get out of the seat yet. <laughs> and they're going to say, hey, what was that about? Well, you know, next time we do this, you might have 17 of them waiting in line to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, we'll come back anytime. Yeah. Don't, worry, don't worry about getting your own stuff. We'll come back here, especially yeah. throwing a fishing trip. We'll be oh, happy. you're on a trip. <laughs> it's, you know, you said it last night. The term was coined, you know, paint it forward. I mean, that's paid it forward. That's a part. That's an everyday part of your life. And some of you, you know, Grandkids. whether it's your family, whether it's, you know, your, your, your religious part of your life, whatever part of your life it is, you know, pay it forward. And when you start paying it forward like that, and when the guides are more educated in what's going on with the habitat, what's going on with the fishery, uh, just more in tune with that ecosystem, we all know there's going to be tough days on the water. But if that customer can walk away from that trip, Okay, we might not have had that great of a catching day, but we had we learned so much on this trip, and that makes it that much more successful. That's right. For for Bay Flats, for all the lodges, for the guides themselves. And you hit it on the nail head. And you take so much more away from it, you know. And I think slowly, I, you know, I like to always look at that glass half half full versus half empty. And I think slowly in the saltwater world, we're beginning to see that. More and more and more. Well, I mentioned last night, um, <coughs> what do you call malpractice? And, and it's prescribing, or it's, let's see, it's uh, prescribing a solution without diagnosing the issue, in my opinion. And so when these guys get on the boat, when I was guiding, I asked so many questions. Okay, what do you guys, you know, what do you want to accomplish? Now, with you being more educated about this ecosystem and what we're doing, you you not you can prescribe a lot of things to this this new customer and tell them hey and, and, and that you could my my best tip we we're talking about this last night i caught three fish and fished till five o'clock and the guy said i learned more about not just how to fish where to fish why we're here fishing you become the ambassador the the educator and that's what that's what people want you want to you want to educate them give them more than they came with you want them to leave with the glass full not half empty we talked, Chris, a little, we talked a little bit about it yesterday, and that's what, as a customer, exactly right. I yeah. want to have, I want to leave the dock as a better angler, and it's, in my mind, this is me, it's up to the guy to, to teach me something that day. That's what I want. A teaching guide, and that's exactly. what we need to be. Yep. Well, uh, I think, and so you, so you know, he asked what I wanted today, and I said to get back to the dock. <laughs> Good job, Kevin. <laughs> the weather. I really believe, especially in a place like Texas. And I've spent almost all my life here. Most people want to help. It's almost human nature. They want to help. What they need is an opportunity. They need to be shown the opportunity to help. And I think that's probably the biggest step we're going to make here is helping people become aware, educating them about it, and saying, okay, this is how you can help. Well, and, good, and folks will respond. A good example on help, look what happened during the hurricane. Exactly. When the hurricane hit the Texas coast, pe people came from everywhere. Yeah. I mean, even like look at Houston. I mean, Houston got impacted by water. Look, how many how many boats showed up? It's when you say help, that's people will help. People will help. 
We just need to give them the opportunity. Yeah, exactly. I'm all for that. <laughs> <laughs> well behind that. Yeah. And it sounds like, just from what I've heard, it's it's going to lend itself to be pretty easy for them to do just that. Absolutely. It's not going to be a difficult process for them to go through to get involved. Right. Well, I think that, you know, it's, Chris has said it, and I've been doing major gift work for a really long time, but, you know, that's, that's the bottom line in every meeting you have to ask. Um, but when you ask, you know, I think we're going to be able to also have some opportunity to tell these people that, you know, we're going to match their dollar. Right on. So uh, whether that be through our program or whether that be through a corporate that might come through here, but we're, you know, and, and we're going to set pretty significant goals because marine habitat is not cheap and they need to know what, what when, and why produces, right. produces those 25s out there that they're releasing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Are y'all seeing, speaking of 25s, I mean, it's becoming more and more common with, oh, yeah. with your customers, even, even, the, even folks from out of state, are, are they into that as much or is it? I think you get mostly the repeats I think wanting to do everybody's that. into big fish. Um, Shane, it, it's redfish, drum. You know, we don't discriminate when it comes to fish. <laughs> and flounder. Um, we've, at, we've actually, we have a gamut. of. That's what's so awesome about this, this, this ecosystem. Our back lake system with all the grass and then their oyster beds with all the, what I call the filters. And you have... A plethora of places to fish from dirty streaks of water to going into a, a gin clear you know if you want to if you want to chunk a fly into gin clear i call them ponds back on Madagord island mm -hmm. this is a unique bay system and, and i know uh, i can sit here and brag all day about it but until you get someone that's never seen grass in a crab going across the bay floor it, it's hard to describe because galveston had you know they're, they're planting grass and they're doing everything they can to get to get what we've had for years yeah. and you know we got the delta the guadalupe river flow coming right in front of the lodge and no one really talks about it it's a texas gym it's on our website you know and i'm proud to to say that we're sitting right across from the ranzas wildlife refuge and so you know we, we hunted a lot this together tj and i hunted a lot this uh, year duck hunting and we saw so many birds and wildlife that we haven't seen in years and you know like god there's another one there's you know and it, it just it gives you that good feeling and, it, and that's that's what this is all about is making a better habitat Sounds like it's going to be a phenomenal partnership, Sean. I look forward to it, man. It's uh, you know it's very unique. I've I've known Chris and, and Bay Flats for quite some time. I spent a lot of time here in my my past life, my past career, um, and you know look forward to spending more time and and you know keeping up with those friendships. It's 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 just so much more fun to work with people you like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think I know the answer to this, but once this is finalized how can people find out about it it'll be i think we're talking website social media i think we're tossing around several ideas of course we'll do that we'll probably unite on each other's websites in some capacity mm -hmm. so we can quick link to it um, and i mean it, uh, this meeting's after shane if you want to <laughs> <laughs> but um you know we've discussed a lot of ideas of um I, pl I plan on personally filming anything you're doing and anything we're doing and documenting it and because video right now is, is so huge as, as yeah. we all know and um, and then all the platforms to use video and you know you, just from our podcast yesterday Randy and I spent two and a half hours bragging on what what you are doing and and what we're involved with with you and so it make it, it, it gives you a cool feeling when we're writing this and of course he writes way better than I do but um, you know we're like we're so it's just hitting that enter button to, and pushing it is what is what I can't wait that's what I look forward to yeah I mean I, I it, 
all kinds of stuff like that. I mean, from again, from our web pages to our social medias um, to stuff we can produce in house like this that can that can go in their rooms that guests can take. Um, I mean, it's going to be a true team collaboration. And uh, you know, again, I think once it once it gets rolling, and, and you know, every year you have a lot of repeat clientele. Um, you know, they're going to see what the benefit was because when we find that first project and we know we have the 35,000 to put into it, it's not going to be, we're going to put it in a couple of years. It's going to be, we're going to put it in now um, to the point that John and I will start identifying projects uh, within the area immediately. So whether we have a handout or whether it's something you guys write, it'll be the types of projects that we can handle right now. And because uh, then, you know, people are going to ask about the project. You're going to say, well, look, you know, we've got a lot more projects than money. So it's a real simple answer to me. You know, these are the projects that we as a team have prioritized. And, you know, it might be 10 or 12 projects, and number 12 might be out, you know, 15 years. But it's on that list in case we raise the money to do it. You know, and the customers, by dovetailing with this program, they're really investing in their future. And I've, I've heard you all use that phrase a lot. And, and that's one thing I'm going to really, hey, if you, if you help us, you're investing only in, in more success when you come here. I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. It really is. You're guaranteeing yourself a good trip. That's right. <laughs> right. You're, like I said, you're investing in the future. And not, a, not only is it success for us and resource, it's success for everybody that comes down here. Absolutely. And, yeah. Man, you're right. And that's, you know, that's, you know, probably one of the greatest joys or satisfactions of it is when you, you know, you see something successful and uh, you see it being used and, you know, all you can ask is for those people to respect it and take care of it and enjoy it. Right. And a phone call never hurts. I mean, you ask how we're going to publicize this. Uh, a podcast like this, just getting it out, getting the information out, uh, goodness gracious, we're always open to a phone call for somebody saying, how can I help? Awesome. Well, any conclude thoughts on this? Chris, I don't know if you covered everything that you wanted to on, on the lodge aspect. No, I'm... Else? You know, John hit a point just a second ago that got me excited. Um, you know, about sharing, making it better for people around us. We're doing that with the Ducks right now. We've been doing it. We've been trying. We, we haven't been totally successful, but for three years, we're, we're trying to build a habitat just like we're doing with the fish, but for the Ducks. So everybody around us will reap the success. I mean, those Ducks don't just stay. They're like fish. They move. Yeah. And so um, I appreciate John mentioning that because that, that is true. I mean, it's not just about us. It never is. It's how can we do it for everybody? And that's what this is about. Awesome. Look forward to it. Looking forward to I the next too. meeting. So yeah. After this one. <laughs> after this yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> Please let me know how that one turns out. <laughs> no, you know, and again, I guess my, my concluding thoughts would be, you know, again, thank you. I mean, it's no, thank you. the partnerships with, with you guys. I mean, I think we can really make some things happen. And, you know, I always look at it as, you know, we're going to ask for money, but if we can educate another 20,000 people of the importance of marine habitat right here, you know, we're doing our job as well. So bottom line, I'd like for this to be a $3 million program in a couple of years, but you know, that's because I asked for money for a living. So, <laughs> <laughs> And what you guys do here out of this lodge is not only going to help this lodge, it's going to help the entire community, the entire base system. Anyone that recreates on this base system is going to benefit from what you're doing. So that's what we're thank on. you guys for getting involved with this. You're welcome. Thank you for coming. Thanks for listening.